This show is brought to you by the Email Laundry, making email safe for your customers. Visit www.theemaillaundry.com forward slash tublog for a very special listener offer and to have your MSP's domain filtered by the Email Laundry for free. Hi everyone, Richard Tubb here with Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. And today's episode was recorded at the CompTIA EMEA conference in London, EMEA, European, Middle Eastern and Asia. And CompTIA, are a trade association, is probably the best way to put them. Um, some of you might be familiar with CompTIA um, from the A+, and the Server+, the Network+, those sort of uh, industry standard qualifications that are out there and many of us who are in the IT industry uh, become familiar with. Um, but CompTIA is a lot more than that. CompTIA is also uh, a trade association of sorts. It's a community. It's a peer community. And so the EMEA conference is CompTIA's biggest event this side of the States. Uh, CompTIA members get together. Uh, there's a mixture of IT companies, uh, MSPs. But really, there's about 500 people who are involved in the IT industry get together under one roof for a couple of days. And there's some really great content. There's some great peer collaboration going on there. So I thought it would be a great idea to speak to some of the members of CompTIA and to speak to some of the main players in the industry who are in attendance at the CompTIA EMEA conference this year. So I spoke to Bruce Penson of ProDrive IT, who's a member, Craig Sharp of Abusi, an MSP who's a member as well, and also one of the speakers that day, uh, Mark Williams, who's the outgoing chair of the CompTIA UK channel community, a community I was uh, very much involved with in its formative years as chair of that community myself. Very honoured to be a part of that role. And also to Todd Thibodeau, who's the president of CompTIA Worldwide. So four people with four different views on how CompTIA provides value to the IT industry as a whole. And hopefully you'll get some ideas about how CompTIA could provide value to your company as well. This is not an advert for CompTIA. CompTIA are a not-for-profit trade association. I'm just a huge fan of the work they do. Personally, I think it's a no-brainer for any IT company to be a part of the CompTIA community. I've gone on record as saying the most successful IT companies and MSPs that I come across are heavily involved in peer collaboration. It really is easier to do things as part of a collective than to plough your own furrow. So with that said, I will step back. And I hope you enjoy our interviews at the CompTIA EMEA conference. I'm here with Bruce Penson of ProDrive IT. How are you doing, Bruce? I'm very well, thanks, Richard. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about ProDrive IT and what you do. So we're an MSP uh, based in Guildford. We work mostly with small, medium businesses. Um, but we tend to like businesses who, who really value the kind of business side of the, uh, the the consulting services we provide so as you know I've not got a technical background I come from a sales background and I, I really sort of believe that we're primarily a business advisor so we're really looking for for um, prospective clients or clients who who buy into that um, and uh, as you know a lot, lot of those uh, tend to be work from regulated businesses financial services trading that kind of thing hmm. So, Bruce, you're the managing director of the company, and um, you work with regulated industries. Uh, examples of that would be oil and gas companies, for instance? Yes, absolutely, in financial services, yeah. um, commodity trading's an area that we work in, or, or indeed, actually, businesses who aren't actually necessarily in a regulated industry, but their clients are in regulated industries, so they, they tend to have very specific challenges as well. So, almost a specific niche there, and I'm going to say that's quite unusual for, for an MSP. What challenges do you find working with clients of that nature? Presumably, they've got the bar set quite high for some of the uh, regulations and things they need you to do as their IT provider. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they obviously have a lot of compliance that's pushed down on them, whether it's through um, regulation from trade bodies or if it's corporate um, governance, or it might actually be, you know, something that, that their clients are asking them to do. Um, and there's a whole lot of technology related stuff that comes with it. Uh, but their big problem actually isn't that in itself, it's understanding how to deal with that. And that's their challenge, because you know, they're not technology people, they don't uh, they don't have the training, they don't have the skills around that, and they don't really understand it, and uh, they need someone who does, and that's that's kind of where we come in. And so how do the conversations typically go when you first make contact with them? What are they looking for from MSPs who um, uh, can support their specific nature of business? Well, usually a conversation comes about because they've got a problem, as, as most conversations yeah. do with uh, for, for businesses like us. Um, and usually a problem for one of them will be something that's holding their business back, and it will usually be some bit of regulation that, they're not complying with or some requirement from a customer they're not complying with so a good example might be uh, we worked with a market research business last year they're trying to start dealing with the banking sector every time they put a bid in for a bank they got a questionnaire about 30 pages long um, asking them to you know confirm that they're complying with all sorts of IT security requirements and frankly they just didn't know whether they were or not it wasn't a case that they couldn't answer the questionnaire they just didn't even know where they had all this stuff um so uh yeah you know they they had a problem there it was holding their business back um they knew they had to do something about it and that's that's really where the conversation starts and obviously you have to be able to demonstrate that you've got the the ability to help them um what we tend to do these days is we try and do a discovery workshop which is a way of kind of uncovering all this stuff and getting the customer to really come up with all these these pains they're experiencing and and you know express them in a in a kind of way that actually means something and it you can relate it to the technology so uh, and and then we can put together some kind of um services for them to to help address that and when you're kind of matching what we're actually doing then with the pains that they've got then it's it puts it more in black and white for them and they can sort of draw the link then yeah sounds as though you've got a very strong methodology for approaching working with those type of clients um what about tools that you use within the business is there any specific tools that you can name check that maybe give people an idea of how ProDrive is so organized and how you've been successful at what you do um i don't think there are any specific tools there's nothing really that we're using i don't think that anyone else um isn't already using it's probably just uh, the way we use them and the way you know we're quite sort of um open with our customers or prospective customers about some of these tools and we bring them in early on um, but you know we use documentation tools um, the same ones that most other MSPs are using we use SharePoint and we're using starting to work with a tool called IT Glue now but it's not so much the tools that we're using I think it's the, the fact that we're very very big on getting the documentation right in the first place and making it uh, um, very visible to our customers that we're doing it um, so I don't think there's probably anything that we're doing hugely different from other MSPs it's probably just the way we're presenting it to clients and the way we're linking it to to the problems that they have mm. and how do you overcome the challenge of that most MSPs come across so you initially go in maybe you solve some pain and then the pain goes away for the client and after a while they start to say well Bruce what is it we're paying you for <laughs> how do you overcome that challenge uh it's a very good question I guess you have to relate it back to your initial discussions and and continue to to bring those up at your your review meetings we tend to do quarterly meetings with customers we don't call them reviews as such or not you know service reviews we call them business reviews because we're talking about the business so we're constantly looking to try and find new areas of their business where we can help them with and i think that's the key thing and making sure that you're always keeping the conversation on that level um once you get to that sort of issue where not a lot's happening they never see you and yeah they're going to start having those those 
nasty thoughts then. <laughs> yeah. So let's change track a little bit. Um, we're at the CompTIA EMEA uh, conference here in London. Um, you've been a member of CompTIA and ProDrive have been a member of CompTIA for a little while now. What do you get out of these sessions? What's the real benefit for you of attending these conferences? I think for, uh, for me, the biggest thing is the networking, really. It's finding out what other IT services businesses are doing, um, what they're doing well, what their challenges are, exchanging war stories, that kind of thing. Because we're all doing stuff well. You know, we're, uh, that's probably why we're all members of an organization like CompTIA. We're all sort of forward-thinking businesses. Um, but there's stuff that other people would be doing much better than we're doing. There's probably stuff that we're doing quite well and people want to know about it. And really, for the good of all the businesses here, if we're exchanging stories and, and you know, taking useful tips from each other, then we're all going to do business better. And that, for me, is the, the key thing. Yes, there's some, some really good presentations as well. There's a fantastic one yesterday afternoon um, on engaging your staff. And, and those, you know, there's some real gold dust in those, those uh, um, presentations as well. But the key thing, really, is the networking. Well, fantastic. Thanks for your time, Bruce. Really appreciate it. If anybody listening to this wants to get in touch with yourself or take a look at ProDrive and what you do, where can they find ProDrive on the web? So ProDrive, our website's www.prodriveit.co.uk. Um, we also have a Twitter feed. Um, obviously, it's uh, at ProDriveIT. Um, I'm available on LinkedIn as well. So if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on there. Well, thank you, Bruce. Really appreciate it. At the end of a long couple of days of learning, uh, we're both a little bit tired, so I appreciate you spending the time to talk to me. No problem. Thank Cheers. you very much, Richard. So I'm here with Craig Sharp, the Managing Director of Birmingham-based MSP Abusi. How are you doing, Craig? I'm doing very well, thank you, Richard. And you? Excellent. You've just come off stage where you've been talking about uh, what do clients think of managed services. Really well-received session. Uh, yourself, you stood out from, if you don't mind me saying. What do clients think of managed services? Well, I think, as I said during the session, Richard, the, the, the key is that it depends in what space you exist in. in. In the space that we're in, you're sort of sub-25 user. I think the honest answer is that managed services is a term that's not very well understood, and I think you either, as an MSP, have to explain that to the client, or you just have to accept that the IT support team or the IT support people is the name that you're going to be given for you know, doing what it is that you do. So that was really the heart of my message during that session. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I don't think um, clients ever refer to us as managed service providers. Interesting, you and I used to be friendly competitors back in the Birmingham uh, days, uh, back when uh, I used to run an MSP as well. We, uh, our clients never refer to us as managed service providers. How do you think clients actually see MSPs? I think... I think referring to the fact they don't really understand what what they are, I think ultimately once they understand that an MSP is a kind of IT support company plus or enhanced or, or whatever, I think really they, they, they see it as a way of being able to offload more of that tech stuff to those people. Maybe back in the day they thought you were doing hardware support, but now you're doing hardware, infrastructure, internet, security antivirus, uh, printers, voice over IP, you know, doing so much. So I think MSP providers should be selling that service on the basis that it's a great opportunity for their clients to offload responsibility and let them manage the day-to-day -day stuff rather than let the client have to face that peril themselves. And in the past few years, you've been at the vanguard, really, uh, with Abusi of uh, the cloud computing era, um, moving away from um, standard on-site solutions, as you and I both used to do back in the day, and moving towards cloud solutions. How has that changed your relationship with your clients? 
I think interestingly at my level and within the space that we occupy I don't think clients have really changed their attitude that much to them they still have email services they still have other IT related services that need managing what's happened is that there's a lot less equipment within a, a, a client of, of the nature that I look after so there's less servers there's less hardware desktop PCs there's a lot more bring your own device there's iPads there's things like that and what we do is we we advise the client about the services that they need giving them the best solution which nowadays I tend to feel is a, a cloud-based solution both for the value it brings in terms of physical pounds and pence and also in terms of the fact that many of them have got built-in disaster recovery services so I think cloud services have allowed us to to offer more value to customers but you just have to explain that to the customer. They won't understand it themselves. You have to explain, you still need IT people to manage this stuff. You still need IT people to give you a helicopter view of how it's all tied together. It frees up your time to be able to give, I think, higher value services rather than crawling on desks and plugging in cable services. That, that's what it brings. So you've just presented here at the CompTIA conference in front of around 500 uh, managed service providers and people in education here. If there was uh, three pieces of advice that you could give to fellow managed service providers who perhaps were aspiring to be a company like Abusi, uh, you know, a company with a great reputation and a good client base in the Birmingham West Midlands area, what would those three pieces of advice be? I think firstly, if you occupy a similar space to us or aspire to, so that's sub 25 users, build relationships is number one there are certain circumstances which I will be honest about where we may have dropped the ball with a client technically but our relationships saved our uh, opportunity with them so one build relationships two try to look at every part of the service you provide and both standardize and simplify that will then give you less technical headache less technical problem easier to manage and I think the third one is um, bring to the customer solutions that work for them don't make it all about technology don't talk about gigabits and megabytes because the customer doesn't care make it about things that allow them to work remotely work from home do stuff from an iphone or an ipad and not have to be chained to a desk all the time so think about the customer and what would benefit them don't think about technical solutions that you find exciting Fantastic. And a quick plug, you've got an awesome blog. Everybody knows I'm a massive fan of reading blogs within the IT industry, as well as being a blog myself. The blog is called Tales of an IT Professional? Tales of an IT Professional, and it can be easily found at the URL abusiblog.co.uk. And if anybody listening wants to find you on social media, you're on the Twitters? I am. Well, uh, I am at Craig at Abusi. That's Craig A-T Abusi. Uh, also, close personal friends with at Chris Akabusi as well and you'll see a photo of both of us on Twitter that was a, um, an aspiring moment that I was able to, to match um, and um, facebook.com forward slash Abusi Limited and how is Abusi spelled? A-B-U-S-S-I fantastic thanks for your time Craig thanks Richard okay I'd like to briefly pause for a second to let you know about my new book the IT business owner survival guide I'm the former owner of an IT managed service provider business myself, so I know exactly what it's like to struggle to cope with the day-to-day -day stresses of running an IT business. I know there are days or even weeks when you get frustrated and wonder whether it's all worth it to go it alone. I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be like that. 
The IT Business Owner Survival Guide contains a collection of easy-to-digest guides and tips on how to cope with the common tasks that cause IT business owners worry and stress. If you want to learn how to save time, avoid stress, and build a successful IT business, then you don't have to do it alone. You can buy the IT Business Owner Survival Guide from Amazon or visit itbusinesssurvivalguide.com and download the first chapter for free. That's itbusinesssurvivalguide.com. So I'm here with Mark Williams of London-based MSP Pensar. How are you doing, Mark? I'm very well, Rick. Good to be here. Good. And we're here at the CompTIA EMEA conference, and yesterday was the CompTIA UK Channel Community Meeting. So for those not familiar, as chair of that community, explain what the UK Channel Community is. Yeah, Rick, the, uh, the channel community is a, is a mixed community of solution providers, vendors and distributors, uh, predominantly based in the UK. And it's a, it's a networking opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to um, deliver some best practice, do some workshops uh, and generally try and improve the quality of, uh, of service delivery in the UK. And as chair of that community, um, previously you served on the exec council there. What do you get out of it, of being chair? What, what does it bring to you in your business? So from my perspective, it's been very rewarding. It's, um, it's given me the opportunity to network with a, a bunch more people that I might not otherwise have had the chance to. I've been introduced to new vendors, so we've been able to look at new products and services, again, that might not have immediately um, come to the fore. Um, I've had the opportunity to work with other solution providers because... You know, I'm a great believer in collaboration rather than uh, necessarily competition. Uh, and there's always the opportunity to work with other people. You know, you can't be, you can't be all things to all men, and you need to collaborate. You need to build partnerships, and you need to find uh, outsourcing arrangements to be able to deliver a full range of uh, services. And um, from the point of view that some IT companies are actually quite insular, aren't they? And perhaps they've never collaborated before. And they might be listening to this and asking the question, well, why on earth would I share my trade secrets with uh, essentially people who are my competitors? What would Mm -hmm. you have to say to that? Uh, I would say uh, realise what you're good at. Focus on your core strengths. Do those things really well. And look to outsource or partner for the areas where you may be weaker. So everybody has some core strengths and specialisms that, um, that that they can offer the market. You know, as I said, you can't be all things to all men, but most IT solution providers position themselves as that one-stop resource for their clients. And to be able to deliver that, you need to partner. So building up strategic alliances with other people. So examples might be maybe data cabling or... Uh, I mean, it could or... be any sort of ancillary service that you you don't do. It could be finding someone who can do database admin, which isn't necessarily a core skill within most MSPs. It could be virtually any sort of product or service that you need um, to uh, procure for your clients. And the benefit of doing it through the CompTIA community is that most companies that come here are engaged with the idea of improving their business. They want to improve and they want to follow best practice. So it's a, it's a safe bet that if you engage with another member that they're going to be able to deliver a good service. So you and I have both been engaged with this community um, respectively for, for a number of years now. We were there, in yeah, fact, about in... About five years or so, five, yeah, six years. Yeah, it was at Birmingham, I think, our first meeting, and there was maybe 20 of us in the That's room. Right. Um, so perhaps you could share a little bit more about where we've come from from those early days, 20 of us in a room in Birmingham, to what is essentially 500 attendees at the conference yeah, today. Yeah, I mean, it's been a terrific progression, you know. And um, that's not without the help of, of, of yourself, but other, other, some other key members 
who were there at the beginning and saw the germination of this idea and stuck with it and came to all the events and contributed to the feedback and really put the effort in. And there's a whole bunch of people and I, you know, I name checked them yesterday in the, uh, in the opening address. And um, yeah, it's grown. It's the meeting after meeting, the numbers are up. The feedback we get from the meetings is, is ever um, improving. I mean, we're way up in the 90% of, in terms of satisfaction rating with the meeting. That information gets around and uh, more and more people want to come and be part of that. And what for anybody who's not attended a CompTIA UK channel community meeting, what could uh, an IT provider expect if they come along to their first meeting? Well, they could expect to meet some really friendly people. A lot of people I've talked to here, actually, who, who are first-timers, have said they're, they're sort of almost surprised by how friendly everybody is and how willing to, to help they are. And we go back to this collaboration, not competition theme. It's about collaborating, and people who are regular attendees appreciate the value of that. So if you come along for the first time, do loads of networking, get out there, meet people, uh, speak to vendors, look at all these new products and services. You know, with the with the advent of cloud, you know, there's new products and services uh, out all the time, and you've got to keep abreast of that. And this is a this is a good forum for doing that. Yeah. And this is your last meeting as chair, isn't it? So you're it stepping down after, uh, how long has it been now? After two years it'll be as chair. T- two years. So, so. And um, probably three or four on the on the executive council. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me be the first to say thank you very much for everything you've done for this community. I've seen it grow under yourself. Thank There's you, been Rick. a number of um, uh, bigger vendors. We've had so much more engagement. And to see 500-odd people in the room here for those two days has been absolutely incredible. So thanks very much. For anybody listening who wants to find out about the CompTIA UK channel community, how would they um, how would they find out about it? So, well, they can uh, they can go onto the CompTIA website, uh, just uh, drill down into the um, the menu of communities, and you'll see the UK channel community. Uh, by all means, they can engage with me, and um, I'll put them in touch with the right people. Um, I would say, you know, it's a it's a it's a very low cost entry, um, and you'll get your money back in no time at all. Yeah. And for anybody who wants to find you on social media, you're very active on the Twitters, for instance. How yep. will they find you there? What's the idea? So at Pensar underscore Mark, and uh, you'll find me under, on LinkedIn under Mark Williams Pensar. And that's P-E-N-S-A-R. Correct. P-E-N-S-A-R. Fantastic, Mark. Well, really appreciate all you've done for the community. Thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. So I'm here with uh, Todd Thibodeau. How are you doing, Todd? Doing really well. If you tell us a little bit about your role and CompTIA itself. Well, I'm the president and CEO of CompTIA. CompTIA is a global nonprofit which helps companies in the IT industry be better businesses, to grow, to meet other people, learn best practices, research, education, a whole bunch of other things. But people probably best know us for our certification programs in IT. Uh, A plus is probably the best known one. And you actually gave a uh, opening presentation this morning at the CompTIA EMEA conference where we are in London, and you were saying about the A-plus is being reborn, or as you said, your baby gets reborn every three years. Right. The exams are re- redone every three years, and it's time for some updating. A lot of stuff has happened in the last three years. Cloud has become a bigger part of a mainline IT tech's uh, day-to-day job. So, uh, cybersecurity, of course, being a bigger part of that. Mobility devices being a bigger part of that. More operating systems coming into the mix, Android, iOS, and also Mac OS being a bigger part of the business environment. So we're doing a lot more with all of those technologies in the new A+. So I started out my career some <clears throat> years ago with an A+. 
I'm heartbroken to realize that you've uh, that's probably not so relevant today, is it? <laughs> it's a, you'd be amazed at how much of the stuff is is still relevant, even you know taking it back just a handful of years ago. We still have a lot of legacy equipment out there in the world, and people still need to know about parallel ports and SCSI and other things that still exist out there, point of sale terminals and things using those. There's a lot of things still using Quick Basic, you know, out there in the world for uh, for point of purchase uh, uh, terminals. So we uh, we try to keep the legacy there embedded, roll that stuff out as it becomes truly not relevant, but add in new technologies too. It's two exams, so we're able to break it into to two big pieces. Got it. Now, we're at the CompTIA EMEA conference, and uh, we've gone off to a nice, quiet side room here. There's about 500 uh, attendees outside, and it's a mixture of people from education, but also IT business owners, IT companies. So as you said, uh, initially, CompTIA are probably best known for the education, but tell us a little bit more about the research and the, the uh, community aspects that you have also put together. Right. So the certification programs are primarily our revenue source to do all this other great stuff that we do. So we have about 2,200 members globally. We have about 360 members here in the UK. And they range all the way from really small companies who have one or two employees all the way up to the big companies that you would know, Cisco's, Intel's, Microsoft's. And anywhere in between, you have companies of all sizes and, and scale. So what we try to do is bring together communities of folks around business practices, geographies, and then they help define the issues and challenges that the industry is facing. And then it's our job to create tools and research, events, other things that help them solve and overcome those challenges so they can be effective in their business. And the research that we do, we do on a global basis. So we'll do research here in the UK on businesses. We'll do research in the US and other countries that helps inform businesses about what the standard best practices are, what kinds of trends exist out there. We also lobby on behalf of the industry. And increasingly, we're being asked to, to do work in lobbying the UK government here on different issues. We work in workforce a lot to help make sure we get a good pipeline of talent into the industry. And then we also do our certification activities. And then the area we're probably most proud of is our philanthropic work. So we do a lot of charitable activities. And we saw a presentation yesterday from a teen program here, Teen Tech in the UK, that helps kids get interested in, in tech and IT. And that's a big issue because we're trying to get more people into the industry. So the main audience for my podcast is going to be IT business owners. For any IT business owners listening who uh, are only just becoming aware of CompTIA, what would you say is the compelling reason for them to go, go across to CompTIA.org and have a look at the website and see what CompTIA is all about? Well, it's really about best practices, the chance to talk with other companies who are operating in the space. So if, you don't, if you're a new business in particular and you haven't developed a good network of people who are facing the same challenges as you or, or your network tends to be a bunch of people who are just getting started as well, the chance to interact with people who have been around, who are savvy, who know how to survive good times and bad, and uh, really learn from them as mentors. But then we have all kinds of other tools that you can utilize online. We have great webinars all the time talking about different business practices. So you're not in cloud, but you want to get in cloud. We have tools that help you figure that out. You're not in cybersecurity, but you want to be. We have tools that help you do that. So we develop a very rich library of education. And the cost is, is very minimal. It's just a, a little bit of money uh, every year. And we try to keep the cost low so that we can get as many people in as possible. But I think in, in the end, the ultimate value comes from the networking and the ability to interact with other people who are facing the same challenges as you.
I would agree with that. So uh, back when I ran an MSP, I was a CompTIA member. I've been a big part of the uh, CompTIA community here ever since. So absolutely, I think um, any IT businesses listening, it's definitely worth checking out CompTIA. If anybody wants to find out more about CompTIA, where's the best place for them to go? Best place is just go to comptia.org and browse from there. We separate our websites into our certification sites. So you'd be asked one question, which side do you want to go to? Click the membership side of the site. And we've, we've got a great set of resources and tools. Now, we have an open membership model, which allows anybody who comes to the site to sign up, and they can get access to about 60% of our resources without having to pay a dime. So download some white papers, get some research, look at some education. And if you like what you see, then go and click the renew or the, or the sign up, I should say, and, uh, and jump in and be part of, part of the family. Uh, once people get in and they do it, they tend to stay. So it's a matter of getting people you know, to get signed up. And once they do, they, they see the value and, and carry it on and, and tell their friends about it too. And I'd encourage anybody listening to go and check out CompTIA. It really is a good vendor-neutral organization to learn best practice from. Now, Todd, just before I let you go, I know, like myself, you're a big fan of home automation. Dare I say, home automation geek. Mm-hmm. What's latest in the Thibodeau household? What have you got going on there? Well, you know, the uh, put up a nest, uh, put up, some of the smoke detectors that came as part of, of Nest when Google made that purchase, and those are pretty interesting. It's an interesting play for Google. They're looking at these sensing devices within the home so that they can they can do some preemptive searching of, uh, of things. So suppose you were talking about a Turkish vacation. You'd be surprised you come back to your computer and there's Google suggesting that maybe you want to take a Turkish vacation. So there's a little bit of... Uh, of interest there but yeah installed some nest uh, devices i don't change my thermostat that often only a couple times a year but i wanted to see how they worked and and to put them in place uh, i have a couple of dogs so i've thought about putting some cameras up to, to monitor them to see what's going on because i do travel quite a bit but there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in home automation right now uh, apple is going to be getting into it in a very big way Google is also getting into it in a very big way. So there's a lot of things that that can be done there. So it's good to see it mainstreamed because most of the product has been pretty intense DIY for most people to do it. Uh, My light lighting system within the house is all connected through some some uh, the technology that used to run over power lines and still does uh, UPB, and uh, it's uh, it's good. And I think we'll see more interesting things for home security as well. Well, every time I meet you and talk about home automation, it makes me feel just that little bit better about the amount of Ethernet ports, <laughs> Wi-Fi signals and devices I've got at home. So, Todd, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's great. Well, I hope you enjoyed those interviews recorded at the November 2015 CompTIA EMEA conference. I hope it gives you an insight into CompTIA, who they are and what value they might provide for your IT company. And if you're looking for any more details about CompTIA or any other peer collaboration community, then pop across to my blog at tubblog.co.uk and do a search on peer collaboration or CompTIA. There's about half a dozen blog posts there on various aspects of how peer collaboration can help your IT company to grow. And as always, you can find the show notes featuring all the links and resources we spoke about during the uh, interviews over at www.tublog.co.uk. If you enjoyed those interviews, you can find a ton of other expert interviews over at my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rtub, that's R-T-U-B-B. And one final thing I'd like to ask is for you to take 30 seconds to jump over to iTunes and to rate the podcast. I'd be really grateful for that as it helps the show get in front of more people like yourself. And it's really through word of mouth that this podcast grows. 
So I want to thank you, the listener, for joining me again today. I know you've got a wide choice of podcasts you can listen to, so I really do appreciate you've chosen to spend your time listening to me. Thanks, and I hope to see you in person very soon. Okay, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors, The Email Laundry. The Email Laundry combines security services with your customer's preferred email service to give them a truly enterprise-worthy email system. Well, what does that mean? Well, as an IT business, whether your customers are using Office 365, hosted exchange, an on-site exchange server, or any other type of email solution, cloud-based email security from the Email Laundry is a neat and effective solution for your customer. It will block spam and virus email with an impressive catch rate. Put simply, when your customer's email server is protected behind the email laundry, they'll thank you for the security it offers them. Now, the email laundry are offering free email security for your own domain to all listeners to this podcast. All you have to do is to sign up for a free partner account through the special listener URL, www.theemaillaundry.com forward slash to blog. Use that link to have your own domain filtered for free for one year. And there's more to this special offer. If you bring on board 100 pay mailboxes during your first six months, the email laundry will give you your own domain for free for another 12 months. So that means two years of the email laundry service for your own domain for free. Sign up for the email laundry now using the special listener offer at www.theemaillaundry.com forward slash tublog.